in this episode of Engagement Express, I'm going to look at three aspects of leadership visibility. They are leadership confidence, channels applicability, and organizations' willingness to allow leaders to be visible. In this episode of Engagement Express on leadership visibility, the first aspect we're going to deal with is leadership confidence. So, what makes a confident leader is the first question. Perhaps it's easier to go back to what a good leader acts like. How important is it to carry oneself with a certain aura as a leader? One that exudes confidence in oneself and confidence in the organisation's mission, vision and values and the leader's ability to achieve this ambition. What do your leaders walk like? What do your leaders talk like? Are they comfortable in their own shoes? Does it look as though they're comfortable? Do they smile and feel at ease when walking around the office or talking on a conference call? This is particularly important during times of crisis and change, but it's also just as important in times of BAU or business as usual. The dictionary.com definition of the word confidence is interesting. It is the feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on something or someone. Now, the key part of this definition is that one can have faith or rely on this person. To have faith and to rely on someone means the leader carries a lot of responsibility. It's not for the faint-hearted. It's not weak or watered down. It's heavy stuff. Employees can smell confidence or lack of it a mile off. So this is so important. As a leader, it's important to not only exude confidence, but also to believe in your organisation's mission, vision and business strategy. The direction in which the business is heading, in other words. Check how your leaders carry themselves when around colleagues or on a conference call or virtual town hall or in communal places like the office kitchen, for example. How do your leaders show up? Are they being passionate about the company's proposition and future success? This is all the key tenet of their ability to have interesting and useful conversations. Do they avoid eye contact? and neglect to give employees a basic greeting. A simple good morning could make someone's day. It sounds basic, like Manners 101, but you'd be surprised at how many people in positions of power don't make the effort to do this. If there was one thing I would recommend as an employee engagement specialist to create trust, this would be it. Maybe your leader's lack of confidence is showing up in the most basic of ways. How can you change this if it's your leader's natural working style? After all, a lot of leaders, CEOs, managing directors have come up through the ranks as individual contributors and are not necessarily experienced in being leaders. Try thinking about the customer. Your customers are both internal and external. If one of your customers or clients paid a visit to catch up on an account, how would your leaders treat them? Ignore them? as you're making a hot drink or walk straight past them in the office convenience? I don't think so. You would never do this to a customer. So why would you do this to an employee? Employees are looking to you as someone they can rely on as a leader. 
This faith comes from trust and trust is built one day at a time through micro actions like brief encounters where your employees are ignored or greeted by a brief hello and a short, how are you? Are your leaders afraid of the response they'll receive? Your leaders must have the confidence to face this fear. If they do this, it will form the building blocks for employees to be reminded of the company's vision and to inspire confidence in your leaders. The second part of this episode on leadership visibility is going to look at channels applicability or applicability of channels for the leaders in question. Everyone has a good idea of what they're good at and not good at, including myself. As a leader in an organisation, it's even more important to have a good understanding of your strengths and weaknesses, especially when it comes to communication style. It's always worth being self-aware enough to say what works and what doesn't work for you in terms of communication channels. Are you great at mass town halls but find one-to-one discussions uncomfortable? Do you like speaking to camera or putting your thoughts down in an email or blog? Do you dislike written communication on the other hand and prefer to speak to your points perhaps in a podcast? If you don't have a particular preference, what channel offers you the best opportunity to be yourself? Think about it. Well, the one you came up with is the one that you should go with, but not all the time. Employees are no different to the general population and they like to consume their information in different ways using various formats. So it's important that you can consistently share updates and news using a variety of channels, even the ones you're not comfortable with. It's really important to try and mix it up so that you're meeting your audience requirements. It will mean you may have to get used to presenting in a way that you don't feel entirely comfortable with. But that's the beauty of authentic leadership. That's what it's all about and that's where you get the value. If you're uncomfortable with the format, why not just say so? Your audience will appreciate your transparency, honesty and authenticity. The third and final part of this Engagement Express episode on leadership visibility is looking at how organisations are willing to make leaders visible or not. Does your organisation support leadership visibility and making leaders visible? Are there many routes for leaders to regularly talk to employees about what they're currently focused on? I'm not necessarily talking about formal forums, but informal opportunities too. I've seen many companies that shield their leaders from regular interactions with employees, and this can be worrying. Let me give you an example. Are leaders encouraged to talk freely, to exchange information as they interact in the office environment with regular employees? Do they pay regular visits to various office locations? Do they walk around unaccompanied? I've seen many leaders being escorted from meeting room to meeting room by an entourage of gatekeepers who can be intimidating and off-putting for employees who may wish to speak to the leader but don't feel able to with an audience present, an audience that is typically quite senior too. This can be disconcerting for even the most confident colleague. Does your leadership team make an effort to reach across sectors, business units and functions, regardless of who works there? 
Typically, most leaders only focus on the industry verticals. This is where they spend most of their time and energy. But what about the functions, or support departments, as they're usually called? HR, marketing, legal, IT, facilities, and so on. Do they acknowledge and positively call out the functions, as well as the core businesses? If your leaders are not visible, now's the time for them to be so. Make them visible and accountable, approachable, and enable to focus their energy on supporting their employees as part of their business-as-usual or BAU activities. To increase engagement, leaders have to be visible. Without this important element in the trust puzzle, engagement will always be limited. Thank you for listening to this first episode of Engagement Express on leadership visibility. I'm really excited to be bringing you more episodes as we move forward. This is such an important topic and one that will grow and grow and get more important as time goes on. We're moving away from traditional office cultures and to more remote working. So it's really important, more important than ever, to ensure that your leaders show up in the right way and are visible in the right way too. From my perspective, the key takeaways from this session focus on leadership confidence. How do your leaders show up in front of employees? How do they act? How do they behave? How do they talk? Are they confident? Are they speaking about the right things? Are they comfortable in their own shoes? Look at the channels that you have available to you. I'm sure there are more than one or two that you can look at. If not, then create new ones and ensure that you're matching the channels with the individuals appropriately. Not everyone can enjoy speaking in front of a crowd and not everyone likes writing emails. Just use the variety of channels that you have at your disposal to make sure that your leaders have the opportunity to talk in the way that feels authentic for them. And thirdly, is your organisation willing to put in leaders out there? Are they willing to expose them to having regular conversations with employees? Are they happy to be visible? If not, can you do anything about that? Can you coach them? Can you make them feel more comfortable having regular contact and conversations with employees? These are all things that are going to help move the trust style in the right direction. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Engagement Express as much as I did. Join me in two weeks when I'll be interviewing award-winning change communications consultant Uzma Mohamedeli about her view on engagement during organisational change and transformation projects. In the meantime, do reach out to me and let me know what you think about the podcast or if you'd like to work with me further. My email, katerciche at wheretolookcoms.co.uk or look me up on LinkedIn at katerciche. That's I-S-I-C-H-E-I. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. And do remember, opportunities to engage are everywhere.